the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Well, hello and welcome to episode 150 of the usual podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host. Well, what's up, man? 150. 150. I guess that would make this a sequicentennial. A what now? Sequicentennial is the 150-year anniversary. Okay. So sec- sequicentennial. I'm just going to go ahead and say you're making that up. Okay. <laughs> but I support you. Ah, thanks, uh, Lady Dini. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks, Lady. All right, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages on 150. What are you drinking, bro? Well, we're kind of clearing out the back of the beer uh, storage uh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm drinking. I actually had to throw out my first choice. Uh, we're drinking Lagunitas 12th of Never Ale. It's a good, it's a, it's a nice light ale. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good. Uh, Lagunitas is one of my favorite breweries, obviously. Um, I am drinking uh, Drake's War Pigeon. Uh, double IPA, and I love Drake's Brewing Company, and I know I told this story before, but when I go to the Bay Area, uh, either visit my brother-in-law or my buddy Tim, I try to go to Drake's dealership um, where I got the Duck Hunt oh, right, yeah. uh, shirt at, and excellent pizza, awesome beers, and all geeky and awesome. I love it. So before we get too far into all this stuff, I'm just going to drop a little knowledge on y'all. Oh my God, I was just about to... Okay, go ahead. We've got some amazing news for our fans in the Midwest. Oh, you're gonna do that now? I'm gonna do it now. But I but usually I say before we get started. And then I feel like we're getting started. But oh, go good ahead. point. No, no, no. Let's do So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, and Plex. So give us a time, share us with your friends, give us positive ratings. And go to the iTunes if people still do that and give stars and such. That'd be fun. Stars are good. Stars are good. Um, don't forget uh, teespring.com slash stores slash usual podcast. If you want to support the show, we got tons of stuff on there. It's still not too late to contribute to Extra Life as well. And we have the timestamps in the show notes if you're not a Swotor fan. And if you're not watching live, thanks to everybody who is watching live. And um, so before we get to Swotor and everybody else, thank you to the chat room. And uh, we always keep an eye on that the best we can. And, uh, dude, you had something you want to say. Yeah. So if, if you've <laughs> listened to a f- uh, last few shows, you've known that um, my ungrateful – no, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> wow. Wow. No, my my school district has decided to cut funding, and uh, they decided to cut my position at my school. So I've been laid off. Indeed. And my last day of work is coming up in a few weeks. Um, well, I just went down – to Central Coast of California for my sister's wedding, which was gorgeous. So much Congrats. fun. It was on the beach. And um, I talked with some family and everything, and I had planned on going up to Seattle for a couple of weeks uh, during the holidays, and then uh, I didn't really have any plans after that. I've applied to a couple of grad schools in New York City, but I won't hear back from them for a few months, so you know that's something in the hopper. But I've decided I'm going to move to the loo. I'm going to go throw some bows with Nelly. You're going to live in a toilet? No, I'm St. Louis. Ah, St. Louis, you fool. <laughs> I'm going to go mean. live underneath the arch. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, the, the beginning of the uh, the Lewis and Clark journey, the 
the old lady, the old okay. Mississippi. Okay, that's a lot of that's a lot of a uh, lot of history. But we're gonna miss you in the brag, dude. You know, you're the only person besides me that actually is referred to it as the brag. No, the brag. It's le- it's legit. It's a thing. Um, but uh, the reason why I actually started talking about it during our what, what we're what we're drinking is like you know I should get you know Anheuser Busch to start sponsoring us. You should get somebody out there. Um, so dude, yeah, I, I wish you the best of luck. Of course, uh, we will continue the show. Of course, um, depending on Will's travel plans and stuff, I'll probably get skiing to sub in here and there. Um, but you know, like I said, this uh this show we've been doing for shoot 150 episodes. Uh, we've been doing this show. It'll really be f- closer to 200. Yeah. It'll be four years in January, January. And I love doing this show. Um, I love doing this show with you. Um, so real quick, I thought as a real quick curveball, since this is a nice round episode, should we say why we, how, why we call this show the usual, just one more oh, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, you know, it's a good way to ask for more patrons because mm-hmm. if we get some more patrons, we'll finally fulfill the, the goal of the original patron goal list, which was to do a live reading of. Oh, right. A live reading of the screenplay we wrote that God knows where that is at this point. I know. But, right? We're going to have to find it. <laughs> we'll have to go archives of my old laptop or something. But all right. So before we get into SWOTOR, um, I do want to give a quick shout out. Speaking of Patreon. Oh, did we want to tell you? Yeah, we're going we're okay. to do it in a second. Um, but um, quick shout out to Drinking Buddies. I don't want to forget them. Zen, right. Eddie, and of course, Mr. John Skeen, who has subbed on the show enough times to, um, uh, we're going to try to get him. He's coming to San Diego next year, but I'm going to try to get him in on our press deal if we can get into press. Well, that's so. another thing is by going to St. Louis, I'm, I might be able to go to Archon or yep. or Chicago or Indianapolis Comic Con. Or- and there's a writing convention I'm trying to go to in May out there. So nice. that'd be pretty cool. Um, so all that said, um, you know, one of, one of my... As a, well, how do I want to say this? As a listener of many, many, many podcasts, um, one thing that I always like the consistency of how shows start, but at the same time, it's basically to orient people who may be their first episode. And if exactly. this is your first episode at The Usual, thank you for listening. But at the same time, you're like, why is this called The Usual? They're going to talk about SWOTOR, Star Wars, and pop culture. Uh, I promise we won't talk more than a couple minutes about this, but it's a quick story, but there's a reason we call this the usual. Would you like to start? Um, I want to take you back to the summer of 1999. Was it 99? 99. Summer of 1999. A wet behind the ears former music city manager, music store manager, returns to school and meets a awesome bald black dude, skinny bald, <laughs> clean shaven black dude. Pretty much the opposite of what I am now. Exactly. <laughs> Who had a knack for quoting Beatles and Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs. And uh, wore everything Nike. Yep. Indeed. Um, and so we got to be friends, obviously. And uh, over time, uh, what was it? Uh, was it that summer of 99? No, it was like 2001-ish. 2001. Um, I was working at, at uh, the Flats. Yeah. So 2001-ish, I, w- I went through a bad breakup. And there was the next morning, basically, I... Showed up at Will's door <laughs> and knocked on his door until he finally got his butt out of bed. It was and like it was like ten o'clock. Yeah, dude. it was like ten a.m. But I said, uh, "It's time." I, I basically said something along the lines of, "I need a drink," or "We got to." Well, go. before he even knocked on my door, he went to my fridge and pulled out a couple of beers. I did, and it was ten o'clock. So it was that kind of day. So long and the short of it is, um, we lived in San Luis Obispo. It's a college town, and we worked restaurants. I was a bartender at the time, and. 
what we did was we went to all of our favorite spots after we got off work. And so every spot we went, we had our own usual. Right. So, so basically like, that day, I was having such a crappy day. We went to every single spot. Yeah. And, and had our usual. We did. And the thing is, is instead of starting at like, you know, midnight, yeah. we were starting at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. What I love is in the middle of this day, we decided to take a break. We went to go see Dude Where's My Car. Oh, that was great. Yeah, Dude Where's My Car. I forgot about that. <laughs> at the Fremont. And I was wearing flip-flops. And at some point- You lost one. My flip-flops were gone. And you and had my, a cut. I had a cut on my foot. It was it was a great time. But anyway. One, but one of the best things about it is because we were starting early, we, were, we, we basically hit everybody's happy hours. Yes. And we knew all the bartenders. And so like we went to a restaurant where we got- well, this is back when you actually ate meat. Yeah. So we got some tri-tip at Firestone. We picked up our, our yep. friend. Um, Jack. Jackie. Why was I drawing a blank on Jackie's name? And then, uh, and then, so what was happening is like at the end of the happy hours, we go into the next bar, but we'd take one of the bartenders with us. Yeah. And so like by the end of the night, we had this huge group of bar employees. Yeah, it was great. Circling the bars with us. And it was a ton of fun. And so really what it comes down to is when I decided, um, I, I really wanted to start a podcast. I was listening to a lot and he and I were always sitting around talking about geeky shit, geeky shit. And I'm just going to say it's 150. We were sitting around talking about geeky shit. And I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast, dude. What if we talk about Swotor because we've been playing the game and Star Wars and and just whatever we want. And he's like, all right. So what do we call it? And of course, we came up with the usual. So Right. Because we always had our usuals. Yeah. And um, it gives us some flexibility in the title of our show to talk about kind of whatever the hell we want anyway, which is kind of cool. So um, I love doing this show. So anybody new listening, welcome. Any old listeners, um, if you didn't know that story, now you know. Yeah. So one of the things is, is I believe it's if we get uh, 20 uh, patron subscribers, right? Is it 20 or 50? I don't have to look. I'll have to look at it. But if you go to our patreon.com slash usual podcast, you'll see that we will dig out our our screenplay that we wrote called happy hours. Yep. And um, we will do a table rate of patrons reading the script. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the script's done. I think it's only like two pages. It's, it. Yeah. We'll have to do a lower work on it, but <laughs> the main characters are John and Leroy. Yeah. That's our middle names. Anyway, let's move on with our lives. All right. Um, so, uh, so star Wars, the old Republic, dude. Oh, I thought you were going to play the bumper. I'm trying. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me instead i will share all of this with you if you will only kneel all right we gotta get darren to paul back on the show at yeah, some point dude that guy's amazing all right man so we got a ton of stuff to talk about so but community shout outs um look we we gotta we i'm not gonna bury the lead here nope um brian's talking some smack Dude, so the, the bad feeling feud is back, bro. Back. But why am I saying this? I'm saying this because did we talk about Swordsman Unite last time we recorded? Yes, because you're we saying did. you were going to be doing it. Yeah. So we talked about it. Um, it happened. It was amazing. It was super fun. Uh, we tried to take down um, Gods from the Machine, a bunch of podcasters from all the different podcasts. And we have links um, in the show notes in the last show. But. Um, you know, I was supposed to, I, I put my list, you know, my preference in there and I preference tank and Brian apparently was supposed to, and I took his place. Turns out I got it. And, um, I think he's just jealous, honestly. Well, who isn't jealous of you? Uh, indeed. But we did, we got to the last boss. Um, it actually went really, really well. And actually in the latest episode of bad feeling, I'll give him a shout out. Cause I love those guys, even though I hate you. Um, we, uh, we did well, we did really well. We got to That's the last boss. 
Um, but by the time we were gonna grind on the last boss, it was like seriously, dude. Like it was late. I was fading. Everybody and, and I was on the west coast, and I'm on the west coast. People on the east coast. It was like one after one a.m. So that's just, um, that's the other thing. Getting going to St. Louis, I mean, you have to get used to being two hours ahead of you. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, it was a ton of fun. So sort to your night. Um, it's also not too late to um, uh, give to extra life. Uh, you have another couple days. For the end of the year, no, a couple days, a couple a month or so, uh, to give to the end of the year. So we had a great time to your night, um, and yeah, man, um, I am not a big fan of Brian right now. Yeah, um, what did I say that we that we is he blaming the tank? Because it wasn't the tank's fault. It was I, I I blame the DPS that they weren't doing enough damage. I blame um his quote unquote rotation, <laughs> um. So I'm just gonna go ahead and leave it at that. So you mean button says. smashing? Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, is this this is my rotation? Just hit all the buttons. Okay, you you say that, and I imagine uh, <laughs> Zoolander when they're trying to say, the files are in the computer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, um, yeah, actually, a little side note about going to St. Louis here. Sure. Um, you were mentioning there was a group of podcasters. Well, there's a podcaster I've started following on, uh, on instagram and twitter um skywalker eve and i can't remember what the name of the podcast she's in but she's actually um i think she's based out of new york with some but the people but the podcast based out of san francisco right but they got picked up to be one of the i think they got picked up to be one of the people on the show floor for star wars celebrations oh really but what it just dawned on me is i'm gonna be in st louis when star wars celebrations happen yeah you will be i'm and only gonna be five hours away i might have to drive up and see our friends drive to see your friends our friends I'm and uh, you know, even though it's too late for me to get tickets, um, I oh. might be able to crash in somebody's Airbnb and and <laughs> and play some D and D with some people. And, and you guys just, hear that Will's gonna crash your party? I'm, I am gonna crash your party. A large man coming <laughs> to sleep on your couch. You're welcome. He may or may not snore. Oh okay. no, it it will happen. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to some Swotor news. We're a little behind, obviously. So when we were supposed to record last time, and we didn't say this really at the top of the show, but we were supposed to record, we weren't really going to take two weeks off this month. And unfortunately, my PC took a uh, a crash, um, and I'm back up and running, clearly. Um, but that was an issue. And then, of course, Thanksgiving week. So uh, yeah, And I had the wedding. And the wedding. So we here we are. And, um, you know, stuff happened in the Sword Tour community. There was a live stream. Um, we actually have a date now of 5.10, 5.10, however you want to say it. So let's uh, let's talk about a couple things, and I'm going to gloss over a couple things. But um, it's it's looking up, I think, for guilds, for sure. So, awesome. Uh, the PTS is now closed for 5.10. Uh, that just happened today or yesterday. Right. And, uh, which is good. That means they got all the feedback, and they're going to go back and work on that. Right? Okay. You, you shook your head. No. I, uh, you did a thing. Okay. I had a hiccup. Okay, cool. Um, so what? There's a couple other things that I thought were interesting. So one is uh, during the live stream, Charles Boyd, um, they were talking about uh, that you would have had to have completed some content before you started the storyline for Jedi Under Siege, and they were basically, I guess, in the live stream, said something along the lines of you have to have completed all the Alliance alerts. But what they meant was you have to have finished one particular one so they changed their plans and it's pretty significant from what they said the short version is when starting the first new storyline mission in 5.10 the light site arc and alliance alert will autocomplete if it hasn't completed already 
Interesting. And I think it has to do it has to do with the romance options. Okay. So, um other other than that, everything else is gonna stay the same. If you've already finished that storyline, you don't have to worry about it. It'll play out fine. Um, but if you haven't finished it, you'll have to deal with that auto completing. Okay. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. But that's only in, in the Archon romance stuff, right? Or is it all well it I is think the, it has to do with five the, the storyline for five point ten. Right, because you, you yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So um, we'll have a link in the show notes to it. There's a couple spoiler tags I didn't uncover because I, you know, I didn't want to deal with that. Of course. Um, but uh, but you can check that out. Um, feedback for the OSIS daily missions, and we were talking about wanting new dailies and stuff. Exactly. Right? I, I was look, I'm looking forward to these. So Jackie Cow is how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, C A O. Uh, she says. Uh, so the question is: Following the most recent update, the daily heroic hold the line is still extremely overtuned and possible to solo. And this is um, the update on the PTS. And they said, well, uh, she said, I'm Jackie, one of the world designers for OSIS. And they've been reading the feedback. And so really what it comes down to is they said, we want to have some more difficult content that encourages group play, which is fine. Well, it's like when I, I remember when the Oricon missions came out, yeah. the, 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 the Heroic 2 and I had trouble with, I mean, I can solo it now because I'm now, because I've leveled up past it. Yeah. But. You know, if you're at level for a two-man, you shouldn't be able to do by yourself. Right. And so what they're saying is something to add a variety among the soluble content they have. To achieve that goal, they're reintroducing the Heroic 4 missions, which some of you may remember from the base game, which we all remember. Right. Um, and these Heroics will be balanced for four players or two players with two companions. Um, and they're not designed to be solo. So that's that's what it comes down to. The one thing I hope they don't do with the the Heroic 4s is if they... I don't want them to make them like they did Aurora Cannon before they fixed it. I don't want there to be something where you absolutely have to have four characters flipping a switch to make it work. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the impression that was the case. Okay. I just think it's it's harder be, content. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be difficult DPS wise and stuff to right. where you wouldn't probably be able to do it anyway. But if you had Uber characters, maybe who knows? Oh yeah, well I wouldn't expect you to be able to solo an at level four heroic four, but I mean two with two companions should be fine. Yeah. The thing with Aurora Cannon, even if you had two with two companions, you couldn't do it because you needed four people you had to, to flip, flip the switch. The switches. Yeah. Right, right. Um all right, so the next thing in here is it says the masterwork gearing plans for uh PTS. Um and I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, and this was um about ten days ago they posted this. Um there's a bunch of stuff in there that talks about uh masterwork gear um and masterwork data crystals and all this stuff um we don't talk about gearing too much on the show um so much (laughs) but the tldr i am going to read it says if a player simply does two weekly missions of their chosen play style they'll be able to acquire a minimum of 252 pieces per week and this does not include crossing over to both pvp and pve and any masterwork data crystals or drops from command crates or purchasing any crafted uh, versions of this gear, which can speed up your acquisitions of masterwork gear. So, um, of course, they've already collected all the feedback on that. I'm just throwing that out there. But again, there's there's obviously some um, frustration with some of this stuff. But again, we'll see how it plays out. I, I wasn't able to get on the PTS, unfortunately. You know, I've been able to be. I think the last time I was on the PTS was getting ready for Yavin 4. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, okay, so the discussion topics for this week are going to be guild leveling, because that's exciting, and um, guild perks, and the official launch date of 5.10, which I'll just say now, uh, is going to be December 11th. That got announced today. Happy birthday to me. It got announced today. So, uh, that said, um, 
they have pretty large update to the PTS. So there's guild leveling, guild perks, and guild conquest stuff. Um, now I'm gonna go to the leveling thing really quick. Um, so I'm just I'm actually you know what I just might nutshell this whole thing. So really, what it comes down to is um, guilds will be able to level. And as they level, they'll be able, there's a cap each week, but what they'll be able to do is um, be able to get perks when they get to certain levels. And the way that you gain experience is by doing conquest stuff. Okay. Um, Which is, which is, which I don't know, makes sense to me. Um, And it says every time a guild levels up, a few things happen. They receive a fixed amount of guild commendations and they're used to purchase guild perks. Um, the amount of XP, CXP, and reputation earned by the guild increases, and and they start at five um, and go up from there. And it says all specific guild level breakpoints guilds will qualify to purchase higher level tiers of guild perks. So you know it's basically a guild progression system, which I think is pretty legit. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, um, the reputation system. Yeah, just exactly for um, guild. So what's a guild perk? Obviously, it's a thing. What I didn't realize, and actually I was listening to Bad Feeling earlier, what I didn't realize is that the guild perks will kind of expire, which is kind of an interesting thing I'm not that excited about. So um, so I'll, I'll just I'll just say this. So it says guild perks have up to three costs. It'd be credits, guild combinations, uh, reinforcement modules. So there's a whole system in here. But really what it comes down what it comes down to is that you can get stuff. But again, it kind of times out after a certain amount of time. Right. Um, but it, it, some of the perks are pretty pretty cool. Um, it's like, uh, let me find the examples here. Perk details. It says, um, summon the guild bank. Uh, grant activated ability to summon the guild bank for the player. Uh, duration three minutes. Perk duration. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then it says, um, hold on, where's the other one? Oh, that's just one example is some in the guild bank. Um, what I've heard too is that there's ones where um, you can resurrect everybody in a wipe. So oh, when really? everybody dies, you can bring everybody or you can resurrect everybody at once. Stuff wow. like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm certain this is something they, they'll be able to play with quite a bit. Um, like I said, I missed the live stream and there's a lot of other stuff going on there, but we're also behind on the game, especially by the time you hear this. So you already know what's going on in 5.10, but it's actually pretty exciting for guilds, I think, overall. Yeah, I think so, too. Anything else on that? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I wanted to throw a couple of general gaming stuff in here just because we talked about some of this last week. Right. Uh, Fallout 76, although negative reviews. Yeah, you, I know you got it. What, what did you think so far? I haven't been able to play it very much, honestly. Because um, well, your computer went down. Because my computer died and various other things, so um i'll in the next couple of weeks i'll, I'll kind of give my my review when i get a little more time um i like it so far it's a beautiful game and it's pretty cool um i just know a lot of the issues are bugs and some other issues but what there's a patch that's coming up uh that's going to enable the push to talk feature for the pc because i actually turned off the voice thing because it was really weird when I got into the game. I just was hearing people talking like Xbox Live days, and I hate that. And that's so weird. I, I just turned that off. Um, and they're going to do a respec feature, and that's coming up. There's two updates coming up. Um, and so, I mean, I'll, I'll give you my kind of uh, initial thing. I really love the universe. Um, I don't feel like there's as much to do in, as in normal Fallout games, but... I think it's because I haven't gotten together with my friends and tried anything. Right. 
Um, and I only play the game for like, I don't know, a few hours. So, and a lot of that I was asleep. Because <laughs> like I said, when I when I finally was playing, I was like, I'm awake. Uh, I'm not awake. Um, howdy, howdy, Lone Ranger. Um, okay, so next thing, Anthem teases new trailer for this year's Gaming Awards. Uh, Game Awards, which is actually, I think, next week. Let me check this. Uh, so Anthem, there might be a new trailer. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So the tweet is, there's a storm coming. Watch the all-new Anthem game trailer December 6th. Ooh, coming up quick. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about yeah, next, that. Yeah, uh, next Friday. I think. Next Friday-ish? Saturday? Something like that. Friday or Saturday. Um, Bioware teases the big, uh, big Mass Effect news. Okay, it's not really a tease. So really what it is is they haven't given up on Bi- Mass Effect. There's There's been some articles that have come out recently. And I think this is leading up to what we were just talking about. But... They're not done with Dragon Age. They're not done with Mass Effect, but everything's kind of went towards Anthem at this point. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but they're not done with Mass Effect, and that's exciting for Mass Effect fans. So, um, M Seven Day uh, or N Seven Day just uh, has come and gone, and people are like, "Oh, we're not going to get a new game." But uh, yeah, it, it's going to happen. It's a uh, here's the thing. Um, oh yeah, Mass Effect is definitely still happening. Um, that franchise is much too valuable for EA not to do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a big IP, you have to do something yeah. with it. I mean, it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole world, and they're not going to get rid of that, and just because they're working on some new IP, so um, they'll get back to it. All right, so I thought this was kind of interesting. The PlayStation Five. Yeah, this is really. I I, I read this and I really had to shake my head a couple times yeah. looking at it. <laughs> so PlayStation, uh, there's a new patent that hints at a possible cartridge format. And PlayStation's never been cartridge. Right. And the reason they're doing it is, okay, there's a quote in here that has to do that relates to the Switch, which I won't talk too much about right now. Today, we may... My kids are probably asleep. We're, we're going to end up with a Switch here pretty soon. Oh, nice. The The... It's gotten bigger than I thought it would. It's been a more popular seller than it's, I thought it would. It's it's a pretty cool concept, but it, it from what it comes from what uh, I understand is they're seeing the appeal of having some sort of mobile console and mobile format available, right? Like the Switch. So it's like okay, so you have the Switch and you're like okay, I'm playing. Oh, I want to keep playing, and you just pick it up and go. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and the way to do that is cartridge format, apparently. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of like the disc man, like you don't want to be juggling something around that has a skippable disc. Exactly. And also speaking of Sony, I put this in here on purpose. It looks like PlayStation, uh, Sony is going to be skipping E3 in 2019. There's as far they as were the could- highlight of the last E3. Yeah, as far as I can tell, there's only two reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. One, the thing that they're working on won't won't be ready. Or two, and it said the PlayStation Five is way is right, not close. Or two, um, they're going to be doing something else. A la, reasons when we didn't have Marvel at Comic Con is because they were doing Disney uh, D23. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, ready? Ready. Hold on. Hello. Pew pew. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna pew pew. Ready? I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. 
started. All right, ready? Ready. So there's almost no Star Wars news, honestly, to be for real. But right. I I managed to cobble some things together today. I think we're talking about. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, uh what do we call them? Um, nuggets, trivia nuggets. You say trivial? Trivia. Oh, cool. Okay, so Harrison Ford. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love this story. Okay, I I'm, I put the link in the show notes. The short version is this. Okay. Um, and to make sure that this site is muted so we don't get stuff. Hold on. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> turns out while shooting um, Empire Strikes Back, they were in a very remote, very snowy location. Oh, I'm sure. And to get to that location, there was a series of transportation options that Mr. Ford was going to have to take. Okay. <laughs> so they call me saying, this is him talking. They called me saying that they'd like me to come immediately the next day to be available to start shooting. Um, and this is all hinging on a book called, um, uh, it's an upcoming book from Entertainment Weekly um, that has to do with um, behind the scenes stuff with, with the original trilogy, right? Okay. So it says, um, they called me for that and he says, I had to bring my costume with me. I got off the plane in Norway and there was a guy with a sign with my name on it. He got, he put me in a car. He did not speak a, speak a word of English. He drove me to a train station, took my bag out of the back, put me in the train station. I followed my bag and sat down on the bench, and nobody spoke English. I had no idea where in the world I was going or how to get there. Um, the best part is, he says, there was a guy man in the station, he had a little desk, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he says, um, as I went, I later found out three hours in the wrong direction. Oh. They went on the tracks and had to go back. Then we swiveled around and went three hours back. Um, but my favorite part is he says, he says the only way, this is someone else talking. He says the only way to get him to his hotel was to send the plow, which was the train plow to keep the, the, the line clear down at, at nighttime. He said the Norwegians have a tradition. When you open a bottle, you never close it. So when they got there, they kind of fell off the train. So he was drinking with the train conductor. That's funny. And, and so by the time he got there, he was like, yeah. I'm out. He's a little faded. <laughs> I just love, I love stories like that. But at the same time, like, I just don't even know where they could have been, dude. Like, why they have to shoot there? Poor Harrison. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Cause I, I never really knew he was much of a drinker. Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess I always assume. Yeah. But you, you just never hear stories of him. True. This mm-hmm. is just kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool. But I, I, I don't know. I like scotch. And I was like, oh, scotch, Harrison Ford, what? And then I was like, 10 hours. So that's a long. So by the time he got there, I was like, uh, yeah, he's he needs to take a nap. Um, all right. So this might be my favorite story of the week. Did you see this? I did not see it, but I, saw, I just read your headline. So the headline is Mark Hamill once suggested George Lucas that Boba Fett should be Luke Skywalker's mother. Now, can you imagine Shmi is, is Boba Fett? <laughs> I love it. So he says, uh, in a Twitter post from Tatooine Sons, a Star Wars podcast, they asked Hamill if the rumor about Mama Fett was true. Um, Because what the original tweet said was, uh, uh, I can't find it. Oh, he says, oh, here it is. He says, while we recorded this coming week's episode, one of the boys said that between five and six, there was a theory that Boba Fett was actually Luke's mother. Crazier, though, is that the, the hosts claim that Mark Hamill himself was all, 
was all in on this. This can't be true. And then Mark Hamill responded to the tweet and he said, once I once suggested to, to George as the only way we could top Vader being my father. I envision her as a double agent working clandestinely for the re- rebels. Spoiler alert. He didn't like my idea. <laughs> I just love that. I just think that's cool. Um, and of course we have John Williams. Uh, he did the score for galaxy's edge and there's some sound clips in the link I have in here. Awesome. Um, plus some footage of the park. I don't, we don't have enough time to go through that. Right. Well, we are, we've already heard that um, he was, uh, that episode nine is going to be his last Star Wars film. Right. Um, but he was going to be doing the, the, uh, the ambiance music for Galaxy's Edge. Absolutely. And I guess um, as far as the tracks go, you get the idea of what the names of the rides are called and stuff. Okay. Gotcha. So, so I don't, I don't want to dive into that quite yet, but um, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It is um, cool. And John Williams, you know, like I said, he was in and out of the hospital. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm glad he's getting this done right now. So, um, especially before we get to what we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so, um, in light of all the Chuck Wendig stuff, they canceled the, the Shadow, Shadow Vader, Vader miniseries. Yeah. Um, that's Star Wars comics news. We saw. I mean. We assumed this was going to happen. Yeah, well, it was only going to be a five-issue uh, run anyways, right? And I think he'd already done three. And I just think that they finished off the five and they're not doing any more. Yeah. And they're just, I think they're just done. So, uh, which makes sense. And, um, okay, so this is weird. I don't know if anyone want to talk about this. But, um, so, a UK foreign secretary claimed that George Lucas planned to shoot uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Now, I'm going to read you the quote. You tell me what you think. Okay. He said, according to the spectator, Johnson claimed the UK has by far the most dynamic creative culture and media industries. He went on, he said, which was the biggest grossing movie last year? Star Wars. And where does George Lucas propose to make a follow-up about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Northern Ireland. So that got people worked up because it's like, George Lucas is going to shoot it. Yeah, right. But I mean, if he had just said Lucas, maybe not, right? Lucas film. Yeah, I don't think he's a reliable narrator. Here. No, 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 no. This is obviously the internet speculating and right. stuff. But um, what if? Uh, That's the only reason I brought it up because I, I was, I was thinking to myself. I was like, well, what if George Lucas came back to direct a Star Wars film? I don't think it'd work out. One, he's never been the strongest director of Star Wars films. True, true. Um, the better time was when he was always the story arc person, mm-hmm. and he gave up the reins to Irving Kirshner or Lawrence Kasdan or true, you know, whatnot. Um, he, you know, actually, I'm kind of going to kind of say he reminds me of Jerry Jones, the GM manager of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. He's a strong owner, but he's not as good a GM. No, no, no. And the um, thing is, is that the part that Lucas was always the best at, he's forgone and he's given that over to Kathleen Kennedy. True. Kind of like the Kevin Feige type role for Marvel. You know, the overall story person. There's no way that he could just be a director cog in the machine. Good point, dude. Um, I think it's hilarious that people gave this more thought. Than, oh, I know, right? Than he misspoke and probably didn't know George Lucas didn't own the franchise anymore. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought originally. But anyway, um, you got, well, you got one more thing. Uh, Galaxy of Adventures. We talked about this already. We did. If you watched our trailer time segment, or uh, if you haven't yet, uh, Lucasfilm is going to be doing a kid-friendly YouTube channel. 
and they're going to be doing a series of shorts called Galaxy of Adventure. And we watched the trailer earlier in trailer time, which if you want to see, you can go to our Patreon page. Um, but the cool thing is, is it seems to be vignette uh, animated reenactments of scenes from the original trilogy. Which I think is going to be cool. I think it looks really badass. And super stylized art form. I think it, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's not quite as anime as Resistance. Right. Nice. But it's yeah. a little bit more stylized than, say, Rebels. For sure. Um, and I guess I didn't put a link in for this one, but um, Disney filed a patent for the most realistic lightsaber ever. And um, I'll put a link into it by the time you get the show notes. But... What was cool about this is that they put the patent in, and it's gonna be like you know how like a um, a tape measure, yeah, comes out like it's, it's supposed to come out kind of like a tape measure and actually light up and stuff. And oh, it's interesting. Supposed to be the most realistic one to date. I was hoping the the scene from How I Met Your Mother was finally gonna come true, and we're gonna have a a lightsaber that we can carve turkey with. No, but <laughs> but. The cool thing about this particular lightsaber, though, is apparently it's supposed to look like it does in the movies when they ignite it. Okay. So I'm hoping oh, that it comes out. It comes out like and it's lighted up right. as it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that's the idea behind it. That they try to do with the the plastic ones right now, but it's just that the light's going out plastic and the plastic's always out. A- exactly. So, all right, man. Cool. Should we get to our last section and talk about the sad thing? Yeah, let's get to our last section. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I actually have some Legends of Tomorrow news today. Do you now? I have some Legends of Tomorrow news today. Wow. See the time thing there? I, I saw right, how you were doing so that. Let's just move on. All right, so discussion topic, obviously. Top of the show, obviously, when we recorded last, I put the last show out um, a few days after this uh, this thing happened, and it was because we recorded our last show literally, what, two days, three days before it happened? Yeah. Um, and that is the death, of course, of Stanley. Yeah, you know, it's it's tragic. Um, and, we, you know, we've, saw, we've seen so much uh, outpouring of grief and, and – solidarity among fans and filmmakers alike yeah um it's it's just it's heartbreaking i mean it, it's the it, the fact that it almost happened a year after his wife died right so the thing about this this actually hit me pretty hard i had a really hard day that day and i and um it was a sunday a rare sunday where i wasn't golfing right and i was at the house and and I saw that pop up. I'm watching the kids. I'm like, really? And this is something we've been talking about quite a bit anyway. Right. Um, and talking about the possibility of it happening. I know he's been sick for like the last year or so and that kind of thing. But this doesn't. And this is something I was talking to some of my students and stuff about. It's like, well, when someone like this passes, like you can't help but think of the impact of that person. Right. And this particular person um, really shaped what we look at as geek culture now you know we um love what we love um a lot of what we love is because of stanley um this idea that you can become a superhero or or latch onto a superhero identify with a superhero um and you know not only that but i just the thing that frustrated frustrates me the most is that um 
I, I don't want to say that. I, I basically want to say is that 95, what is he, 95 when he passed? Yeah. Um, we got 95 years of an amazing person. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that always, I mean, he's, he did cameos, he did all, you know, whatever. Right. The thing that really jumps out at me is the scenes he filmed for Kevin Smith's Mallrats. Yeah. Because it, that little scene, which with which Kevin Smith wrote, um, really encapsulates what he basically gave to uh, multiple generations. Yeah, and it's the ability to see human emotion in non-human characters. Yeah, right. And uh, there's there's always that that kind of meme that the Marvel world is full of uh, humans trying to be gods. Yeah. And the DC world is God's trying to be humans. Right. And the one exception is Thor and D and and Superman in either one, right? Right, right. And or uh, Thor and Batman. And it just dawns me that you know, he was trying to th- talk about the fact that humans could become gods of their own universe. Yeah. They they had that power, but they also were broken inside and and that's why he said the thing was a way for him to you know, to protect himself from right. the the inner turmoil and and whatnot. Re, you know, the Hulk was you know a rage of emotion, and it, it's it's brilliant that he uses fantastical ways to to solidify our own human feelings. Exactly. Um, so, man, I mean, we lost. We finally we we I don't want to say we finally lost him, but it was a matter of time, and it, and we lost a titan of of. Of geek culture. Yeah. I would like to say that, uh, you know, we got an extra three years out of him because I almost ran him, ran him down. Yeah. You almost uh, killed a man. Actually. I almost killed him. You yeah. know, if a fat podcaster almost <laughs> running over him at Silicon Valley. I'd literally Comic-Con. grab you and be like, please Seriously, don't run Stanley over. I, I was just booking <laughs> through the show floor and all of a sudden I just feel a tug on my backpack <laughs> that I'm wearing and I'm like, what the f- Fuck, man. And then he turns around and goes, dude, you almost killed Stan Lee. And I look over and he's just hobbling past me with security around him. I'm like, dude, I almost killed him. And this is, uh, you know, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. That's the closest I've ever been to Stan Lee. And um, watching him walk by, smiling to people, waving at people. Um, granted, he has entourage around. I'm sure one of those guys would have laid Shoved you me out, out of the way. Laid you out real nicely had you gotten close to him. Oh, but, I, I would have gotten a, closer to him. I would have gotten a forearm shiver right to the, right to the chest. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man. I mean, he was he showed up everywhere, everywhere, and and he talked to everybody, and he realized, I think, early on that when you're gonna if if you're gonna if you're gonna create heroes, you have to also be a hero. Yeah, and I think that was the 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 biggest takeaway. Anytime I saw him, um, like on Comic Book Man or anywhere, it was he was talking like, you know what, you're here because you love what I've done, and you're looking up to me and the people I created, and uh. That's it. You have to be, you have to represent what you've created, you know? Exactly. You know, it, it actually kind of dawns me now. I mean, I hadn't thought about this before, but the, the things that he and Kevin Smith have in common just amaze me. And it boils down to the, the famous, uh, I think it's Eudora Welty quote, um, be the change you wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but it's not quite that. It's the fact that, I mean, well, it is, it's almost exactly that. It's like they both saw the world not, exactly how they think it should be and the best way that they can do it is by creating art that makes people feel like they can do what they can do to help it's absolutely yep. and and yep. that's what i think is is best about both of them yeah well uh you know i knew the day would come and um i'm glad i got to say things on mike about about 
the great Stanley. Um, one of my favorite things that's happened, and my brother actually uh, sent me a link to this uh, shortly after it happened, um, was thirty like artistic memes that people had drawn yeah. to to commemorate it. One of my favorites. It reminded me so much of when uh, Mel Blanc died. Yeah, uh, Mel Blanc was the the, the, one of the greatest. The, yeah, the Godfather of voice actors for yeah. the uh, Warner Brothers. What's that? Uh, for the Warner Brothers universe was when he passed away, they did a piece of art where it showed a stand-up mic uh, with a spotlight on it and it's empty. Nobody's standing at the mic. And off to the side, it showed all the characters he had voiced. So it was, you know, Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny and, and da- Daffy Duck and Porky Pig and all those characters. And they all had their head bowed and all it said was speechless oh. because they had lost their voice. And it was kind of like that where it showed, I saw a piece of art where it showed stanley walking away and all you saw you were standing the point of view is you were standing behind a whole bunch of people holding up their hands waving goodbye so all you saw was a frame full of their hands right but you saw the hulk you saw iron man you saw captain america you saw all these people that he had created or helped other people create saying goodbye to him it was really kind of cool wow well you know, as Smith says, he will be missed. Big bucket of win and all that. But um, but honestly, man, it, it hit me hard. Um, and we're going to – Geeks will move, will keep going. And he left us plenty. He left us plenty to, to – plenty to uh, – I don't know. Pick up the torch and carry on. I mean, honestly, man, I mean, so many heroes he left that we can worship, you mm-hmm. know, even though he's gone. So Absolutely. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, he was not the only uh, person to pass away this week. We also lost a wonderful uh, female screenwriter named Gloria Katz. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you, you don't know her name, um, but she was a script doctor on the original Star Wars script. Right. Um, basically, uh, what her her and her husband were, were screenwriters, uh, a screenwriting team. And I'll mention some of the other things they did on their own. Um, but basically, they were really good friends with George Lucas. They had actually uh, helped with him write the uh, screenplay for American Graffiti, which they got nominated for an Oscar for. Nice. Um, so they've been with him since the beginning. And basically what she said, what Gloria said about the Star Wars script is that uh, George handed it to her and her husband and said, fix this. <laughs> um, because he didn't want, in her words, she didn't want to, uh, him, he didn't want a another THX 1138 debacle. Right, right. <laughs> And so she said that her and her husband are, are uh, responsible for about 30% of the entire Star Wars script, including the mannerisms and the strong female feminist point of view of Leia. For Leia, yeah. Uh, because before that, she was basically a damsel in distress. Right. And they made it key that almost every major action scene that she's involved in, she's the first person to act. Yeah. And that's what they contributed. So that's she. they majorly created, created what the modern mythos is of, of leia yeah um on the good and bad side of what they later on did uh, on the bad side they they wrote howard the duck yeah howard the duck i saw that one on there um <laughs> but on the plus side they wrote temple of doom oh, i love temple of doom so that's my favorite indiana jones movie um yeah it, it's 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 a darker one that's probably why yeah people don't like that one as much but i love that one yeah you, you always like the darker I mean, stuff you, look you pull a heart at a homeboy's chest and and you got me yeah i know um, you, um, yeah um, you, um, you got um. me there dude um but uh they, they did a couple of other things here let me let me bring it up here really quick sorry it's just taking a second to load Dead air. um so they wrote uh temple of doom they also wrote lucky lady messiah of evil french postcards best defense oh, okay which is the uh the Eddie Murphy and the guy he did training places with. Um, oh, 
don't know. Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Uh, where they're trying to sell tanks. Got it. It's a funny movie from the 80s, and uh, so they did Best Defense as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and like I said, they were nominated for an Academy Award for American Graffiti, which if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Nice. Um, all right. So do you know anything about this next story? It's developing. It just came up uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, no, I hadn't heard about as this. Disney and Fox is facing a $1.75 billion lawsuit over the theme park. And we're in our, we're in the theme park news now. Um, what, which theme park? Okay. So in a new report, it's been revealed that both Disney and Fox are now facing, um, that, you know, $1.75 billion lawsuit, um, from one, um, Genting Malaysia Burhad. Um, that lawsuit came that in light of Disney Fox merger, Fox pulled the plug. This is important on a Fox World theme park that was to be built in the Malaysian capital of Kuala Lumpur. Okay, the theme park was to be the first class, world class park, which was themed after various 20th century Fox properties. And one of the first parks described um, in the lawsuit would have utilized Fox film franchises like Ice Age, Planet of the Apes. Um, for its rides, activities, and aesthetic. So, Which wouldn't be a bad thing. No. But the lawsuit says um, that um, it's here's what the lawsuit filing in Los Angeles said alleges about the Disney Fox deal and how it has unfairly impacted uh, the Malaysia Bernhardt deal. On information and belief, Fox's soon to be owner Disney is now calling the shots. And it says, um, and its objective was no longer renegotiation of the. Um, the agreement, but termination, uh, permitting the Fox brand to attach a theme park uh, over which Fox would have no control for, which would amount to decades, uh, which would have created business complications for Disney, etc. So it sounds like they were supposed to be working on a theme park or working on an idea for a theme park. And then because of the merger, they pulled the plug and they're not happy about it. Which it completely makes sense that they would pull the plug on it because if you don't, then you're going to be dealing with a whole bunch of cross company or cross corporate uh, legal and property right entanglements, very much like Sony with Spider Man right. and and Fantastic Four or whatnot. And so they just want to nip it in the bud. I'm sure the 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 people who are suing. I mean, I don't know the contract at all, but I'm sure there was some sort of yeah. getting out of it clause. It had and, to be. Yeah. So I I think they're just suing because I'm sure they did put some money up front, um, but. Once you knew that Fox was buying or Disney was buying Fox, you knew there was no way that was going to happen. Well, and of course, Disney and Fox fight um, made a statement of deadline saying uh, this lawsuit is entirely without merit. As the complaint itself makes it clear, uh, Genting has been failing to meet the agreed on deadlines for several years, long before the uh, agreement, etc. So it sounds like there was some issues before that anyway. But Exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought that's interesting. That's a lot of money to be lawsuiting about it is i mean but in the grand scheme of things for disney really not that much it's, they made they made that this morning um yeah it's they uh, made that it's the like, equivalent of one avatar they made it's, that this week it's, <laughs> yeah it's 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 one uh black panther mm -hmm. it's one of avengers mm -hmm. movie um but the the thing is is i also think that by withdrawing the the thing they disney would would hold the rights to be able to create their own fox world as a disney world which i am 100 percent certain why they're not trying to uh continue that project yeah well exactly well i mean they've already started building into the the whole uh side non-exactly disney thing with uh avatar land right so you exactly. know we already know they're willing to go to that space right 
All right, man. We only have a, a few stories left here before we get out of 150. Um, but Netflix, uh, we're into crossing the streams territory. We got a big uh, Bebop. I know. Have you heard this? I've heard. They are doing a live action version of Cowboy Bebop. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, 20 years ago when, when we first met, 19 years ago when we first met, uh, you were trying to get me into a couple of different animes, one of them being Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And it was, uh, was it Bubblegum Crisis or no, no Trigun? Dra- Dragon Ball Z. Uh, no, Trigun. Wasn't it Trigun? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I was watching a couple different ones. Maybe I was done with Dragon Ball Z by then. I don't remember. I think so. But, anyway, but I know basically, Bebop was the big Cowboy one. Bebop was the one that really stuck out at me. Um, but the, what I loved is there was a great Twitter response. And it said, uh, we already have a great Gungan. live. What? Gungan. That's what you think. Yes. Yeah. And the, the Twitter response is, we already have a great live action uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's called Firefly. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But. I think they could kind of bring back that Firefly-ish vibe if they did it right, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I, I will definitely watch this. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So what are we watching? Um, well, we have a couple of uh, TV news. Um, Blade Runner is doing an anime that's going to be coming to Adult Swim. Um, if you remember shortly after um, the, the most recent Blade Runner movie, the director, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who's fantastic, uh, did a short anime uh, called Blade Runner 2049. Yep. And um, it got good reviews. And so they're basically just doing an anime series for Adult Swim. Sounds good. Um, also, there's a book that came out a few years ago called Console Wars. Right. About the, the basically the console wars of the 80s and 90s between Nintendo and Sega. Um, it has been optioned by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Nice. Because um, they wrote the foreword for the book. And they're turning it into a, a limited miniseries. Oh, kind of like the toys that made us kind of thing? Exactly. Oh, I love it. So love that, they're, that they're shopping it around. They don't have a network yet, but they're trying to shop it around. Oh, I love that idea, dude. I was I I was one of those people that um, rather than pick a side, I just I just had them both. Had both, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I loved um, I loved my Nintendo. That was my that was my first thing. But like I said, I still have my Sega Genesis in the in the attic, you know what I mean? And yeah. my Nintendo. So, do you still have uh, Sonic, like the original oh, yeah. Sonic? I have Sonic. I have, I have my my the first video game I ever received was the Legend of Zelda, the original one, in the gold cartridge. Oh wow! I still have that up there too. Wow. Yeah, I don't mess around, dude. You don't mess. I don't play. Um, right. So, what have you been watching lately? Oh man, mostly just um, honestly, we've been watching Do- uh, Doctor Who, which is great. Uh, good place, um, still and. You you don't you don't watch Superstore, do you? No, it's it's on my list, but I haven't started it yet. I love Superstore. Uh, so those are the three main ones, and of course, uh, Big Bang. Excuse me, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I'm up to date on Big Bang. Um, the one thing is, I I don't I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I just discovered Adam ruins everything. Oh, I've heard that's good. And I finally finished the first two seasons. Okay. The night before the the new one premiered a couple nights oh, ago. Nice. So I just watched the premiere of season three. Um, which was called Adam Ruins Guns. <laughs> and um, But I also uh, have been watching, uh, if you don't remember, if you go back to our uh, New Year's Eve sh- or New Year's show from last year, we talked about our 10 favorite things that we had from the previous year. Oh, right. Which right. I hope we'll do again this year. Yeah, we will. And on my on my list was a couple of stand-ups. And uh, one of them was the Michelle Wolf, a nice lady stand-up. But the big one was uh, Hassan Minaj's uh, Homecoming King. Oh, yeah. Well, Hassan Minaj has his own show on Netflix now called Patriot Act. We watched a few more episodes of it the other night. I I'm, love it. Dude. Yeah, I'm caught up on it now, and I just love it because he- But they've already it. canceled it. They've already canceled it? 
No. Or, yeah. I heard they already canceled it. I haven't heard anything about that. But he's also been kind of alluding to it um, in the last couple episodes, I think. Well, he has no problem making fun of Netflix. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure they've canceled it. I'll have to check it out. But it um, I'll, I'll look it up here while we're talking about another story. But I, one thing I loved about it was that he would talk to the audience. He'd talk to the camera. Yeah. He'd make great jokes. No, he's good. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've been wa- I watched some other stand-ups. Um, Adam Sandler, like I said, is really good. Um, one of the other things I've been watching is um what is it i'm watching something on youtube um <laughs> will appreciate this is perfect 150 because i love me some sans pants on youtube uh joel uh <laughs> joel doucher and jackson bailey from sans pants radio did a youtube thing on sans pants cinema cinemascope called um saucy boys it's the best and worst thing you've probably ever seen. And I love <laughs> and I love it. So that's what I've been watching. All right, dude. Uh, should we move on? Did you find the answer to that? Uh, it says the first season was going to consist of 32 episodes. They've done six and no word of it being canceled. Really? I, I thought I saw some that popped up that said it was canceled. So yeah, I could be wrong. Nope. Uh, it's got a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's an amazing show. I, that's why I was surprised. But. Uh, 70 out of 100 on Metacritic. 78 out of 100 on Metacritic, okay. which is pretty darn good. You just keep going. That's yeah. Fine. So, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. All right, cool. I love it. I love the show. It's good. Um, all right, man. So, real reviews time. Kingsman. Yeah, we got some Kingsman news. And if you remember, a couple episodes I ago, Kingsman. I was talking about how they're doing a Kingsman prequel. Yeah. And they're already filming, or they're filming that starting in January. Um, well, it turns out there, and it's got a four and a half month shooting schedule, so it'll be done by uh, uh, mid May. Uh, well, it has been dropped that um, Matthew Vaughn, who does the Kingsman movies, and he also did um, a couple of the X Men movies, uh, Days of Future Past mm-hmm. and uh, First Class, um, yeah. that he's actually going to go ahead and do a Kingsman three right after that. They're going to start production on that in the fifth one. Or in uh, in May to June. Nice. Um, but the the thing is, is the first one uh, has a great cast, and it's going to take place during World War One. And Kingsman Three is going to tie up the end of the trilogy, so to speak, of uh, Taron Egerton and the Colin Firth characters. Oh, cool! All right, sounds good to me. I love the Kingsman stuff too. That stuff is brilliantly done. Oh, so much fun! So good. Um, all right. So because this is our hundred fiftieth episode, I tried to throw something in all the categories so we haven't talked berlanti in a long time legend of tomorrow apparently is having Wee herman cameo oh gosh that's gonna be awesome and i don't know why or when or what but it's gonna be amazing is it that paul rubens is gonna be making or is no, it the Pee-wee actual herman. character i think uh, from what i understood they're gonna have to go into the 80s or something yeah and- so i don't know what's going on but um i need to catch up because that was our favorite show was that one um so i threw that in there so um, I love how we, our our designated Kingsman super fan in the group is Michaela, and she comes out and yells, "Lancelot is not dead." Who's a character she loves who passed away in the second movie? Yeah, he gone. She, she. Anyways, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So I'm way behind on Berlantiverse, and all the 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 seasons of the Berlantiverse are getting good reviews so far. Uh, Elseworlds, Elseworlds is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I really need to catch up on that because I'm yeah. like a season behind on everyone. For sure. All right, man. So DCEU news. Uh, Blue Beetle is going to get a live action movie. That just got announced today. Okay. Well, that's been in the talks for years. But yeah. if it's finally getting an announcement, that's yeah. big. It just got an announcement today. 
Um, I don't know if it's any more details beyond that. Let me take a quick look. This was on, uh, this was on the Nerdist, uh, and yeah, it just basically, I just said that's what's happening. Uh, development at Warner Brothers as a film. So, all right, there we are. Um, we just have a few little bits and pieces of of Marvel news. And we also basically come out of the fact that the Russo brothers are doing a lot of um, talking. Not, yeah, well, it's not quite a lot of junket stuff because they're not really pushing Avengers four yet. Um, but they're just they're doing a lot of circuit uh, engagements. Okay. Um, and so basically, they came out and said that they considered putting the Marvel's Netflix heroes into the Infinity War. Yeah, I read this earlier. The um, but the two things that made them decide not to do that was one, we already had like sixty-seven speaking hero roles. Wait a um, By introducing the the defenders into it, you would also have all their their supporting cast. Colleen Wing and and the Night Nurse and you all just, them. You just can't bring in like the four defenders exactly and be like, okay, they're here without with without the rest of what makes them who they are. Exactly. You know? And then the second thing is, then you would have to pay more attention to uh, continuity. Yeah. And you'd have to make sure that it all lines up, which is one of the things that they're having that they're trying to solve with Spider Man Homecoming, because that kind of screwed up the continuity right by saying it took place eight years after the battle of new york when it really didn't when it didn't right it was four years after okay um so just little things like that uh second uh the, one of the russo brothers has come out and said that chris Evans isn't necessarily done yeah i read with this captain america but i don't know what they mean by that but i don't think that they're going to make any more captain america movies right but i think they'll be doing and i don't think he'll do any more like avengers type movies but he might slip in on the odd project here and there kind of like iron man was in spider-man yeah it'd be cool if he just showed up like yeah like that oh like know, it would totally make, it would, role, yeah, yeah it would totally make sense for him yeah. to pop into say black widow or yeah, makes sense. something like that yeah i like that um and then the last thing is is the rooster brothers are stepping away from doing marvel stuff for a while they're going to do a couple other projects and they said that they would really come back to marvel to do secret wars which is their favorite storyline yeah it's a great story the issue with that is that they would want to do the 1984 version which is good mm. But the 2015 version would fix all of the timeline inconsistencies if they're trying to bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Right. And and I know that was a big push a few years ago with the, the new Secret Wars. Um, I have some of them behind me, but like uh, not that you can see, but in the box. But um, but yeah, the new Secret Wars uh, would be the way to go, I think. Yeah, I think and so, And I think if they... I, I think that would be something that was hitting the negotiation table. It's like, well, you want to do it, but you got to do the 2015 one. Right. So, Which is fairly similar. It's just, you know, with updated characters sure. and, you know, other things. All right. So we got a little bit of Sony news. What's going on? Yeah. So um, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated deal. Uh, which looks fantastic. Which looks amazing. And I think we watched a trailer a couple we weeks did. ago, didn't we? Um, and it says launches with a 100% positive score on Rotten Tomatoes. No, granted, there was... No, there was Less than twenty reviews when this right. when this launched, but a hundred percent positive score is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, other things they've done hundred percent positive coming out was Infinity War and uh, uh, Get Out. Yeah, and um, it just looks great. And my kids, I show them the trailer; they're excited. Like uh, we're, we're in. What I love is that the Spider Man War character is voiced by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, all right, so a big another big thing. An all-female Spider-Man spinoff has been announced, and this Which is, is yeah, because you could do Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen. Yep, and that's exactly what they're doing. So it looks like Sony's expanding its Spider-Verse, um, Spider-Verse universe with a new spinoff starring Spider-Gwen 
and several other uh, female members of the Spider-Man universe. I was literally wearing my Spider-Gwen t-shirt yesterday at work last night. Yeah, because you got Spider-Gwen, you've got Spider-Woman, you've got mm-hmm. Silk. Yep. Is it, that's one? what it says. It says Spider-Woman, Silk, Madam Web, um, uh, you know, Spider-Gwen, and others. So yeah, Very cool. That's going to be cool, man. I am looking forward to that. Merchandise, um, because in the holiday season, and it's episode 150, uh, Ugly Sweaters. On Amazon, there's a link. Show notes. I'll get us an Amazon link soon. But um, ugly sweaters—they're terrible. <laughs> but oh my god, dude! I want—I uh, just want—I'll show you this. Look at that Deadpool one. How amazing does That's that cool. Deadpool one look? Right? Yeah. I mean, and there's like these are all uh, Game of Thrones ones. There's one that says, "I drink eggnog and I know things," <laughs> and it says deck. <laughs> it says deck wall, and in between it's the wall. Ah. Uh, Come on. That's funny. It's amazing. Um, Stuff like you know, that. It's just, I don't like sweaters. No, I don't either. If they no. had ugly sweatshirts, I would definitely. Be I have worried. a couple ugly, ugly sweater t-shirts. Okay. They look like ugly sweaters, but like they're it's t-shirt. a t-shirt. So I'll be wearing those. Anywho, all right. So some odd news. Yeah. So why isn't Ben Affleck talking to Kevin Smith? Any ideas? I have no idea. Well, it, it's. It it makes sense uh, when you hear about it. So I guess on Twitter, uh, Smith kind of confirmed. He said, "Well, actually, I'm just gonna read the quote." He said, "Somebody called him out. And he said, why would why would he not talk to you?'" And he says, "If I had to guess, it's because one of us has a big mouth and told too many candid stories uh, that sometimes weren't his to tell, and the other one is Ben." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. It makes sense. It's I don't sad. Think he's actually told any embarrassing stories. But he's talked about where he he's talked about Affleck's genitals yeah. multiple times. Uh, I'm just saying, dude. I mean, Affleck, I think, it would be a good sport about it. But at his current star status, probably doesn't want Kevin Smith being like. And then one time, I saw Affleck's schlong, and I did this. And, you know, especially with him going through rehab now. Exactly. And all that There's all kinds of stuff going on. So I can see that. Anyway, dude. Um. Yeah, so it's sad, but I i mean, I would like them to get together again, but here we are. Um, and I had to put this in because I'm a huge Tell Em Steve Day fan. Yeah, you are. And I love this podcast. And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, look at the link in the show notes. This is a fan, and they call them ants. Um, tell them ants, right? So um, this girl, Rachel, put together a kind of an infographic thing. Uh-huh. That shows if before you listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, if you've never listened to b- before, read this infographic. Okay. And it's, and it, and it's super cool. Um, like just talking about the three main dudes and then just some other little tidbits where Tell Him Steve Dave comes from. It's it's pretty legit, dude. It's, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. It's definitely worth checking out. Because that's the one that Q's on, right? Yeah. Q's on it uh, from Practical Jokers. That's the thing, I'm up to date on Practical Jokers. It's so funny. All I know. The, it's All great. the time. And then, um, of course, Brian Johnson from Tom's, uh, from Comic Book Man and Walt Flanagan. Um, those three are the main three. Right. But Ming Chen rotates in there. Um, you know, Mike Zapsik. Um, Get Him Steve Dave is one of my favorites. Um, you know, there's a ton of other dudes in what they call Tell Him Steve Dave. TSD Town. So, excuse me. T-E-S-D Town. Um, and, and they do Christmas specials. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's like kind of my... It's your jam. It's like pre-Sans Pants and even past Sans Pants, post-Sans Pants. Um, it's my favorite um, podcast 
kind of deal. I got you. And, and, and well, I remember when we went to Comic Con this year, you were all about going to their booth. Well, because they just launched their Patreon right. and they were there, and I do the five bucks a month or whatever, and they have a bunch of extra podcasts they put out too. So it's it's you know, um, there's a lot of really good podcasts out there and a lot of good content creators out there that aren't asking for a whole lot of money. Um, but you, if you like what they do, they're w- more than happy to give you more of what they do. Right. And, and I think it's super important. So, cool. um, all right. So enough about that. Um, I had to put the San Diego Comic-Con stuff in here because yeah, this we had is, our open registration. Yep. And this is episode 150 and we usually end the show this way. So open registration happened. We hit, we did it. Um, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. It was a weird one because we had so many people that we knew that were doing it and we didn't really coordinate enough ahead of time. Yeah. So I feel bad because well, one, you got all four days, all five days. I ended up with all four, four, five days. Well, including, yeah, five days, including preview night. Um, I, I got ended up with all five days because um, one of our friends called me. and was like, I got in. Yeah. I have an open spot. And I was like, yeah, but what about, blah, blah. you know, and so it was one of those moments. I basically, because like, yeah, he had texted me and I said, give it to Marshall. Yeah. Well, because you weren't sure if you were going to exactly. be going. So, so basically I was just trying to get a day. So I had it as a placeholder in case I didn't get press. Right. That I would still be returning Reg next year. Right. Um, I was able to get Sunday. Woo. Yeah. Well, it's a day. It's a day. Um, But I feel bad because we didn't really coordinate with Skeen or Eddie. Yeah. I didn't know both were trying to come. Yeah. Because I had spots to buy three tickets. I bought one for me and one for my brother's wife. Because you ended up getting in eventually. Yeah. Yeah. For one day. But right. it would have been getting them a, a ticket. So I would have been able to get one of them in. It was just poor communication on my part. And we had and we had a lot of other friends trying to go for it as well. And um some some people got it, some people didn't. Um, but one way or another, Pucked Four is happening. Yes, it is. And we're going to be do- we're coordinating that. We're trying to get a um, a place for everybody to. Coordinate I love the idea be. of doing a, an Airbnb. Yeah, we're just going to get a big big ass house somewhere. Um, I think and um and and get together. So we're still working on that. So if you're planning on coming and you're you're a, a you know a guild guildy or a or a, a listener or whatever and you're and you're coming down, let's let's hang out. Let's do it. So it's gonna be fun um what else um oh and speaking of the first offsite is disney which is interesting because they've skipped comic-con altogether for a few years now do you know what it is right no it's d23 gold plus members of course it is yeah so if you want and so the tweet is did you want some sdcc news today how about the first offsite for news for 2019 D23 once again holding their member mixer. So it's their D23 member mixer is what it is. All right. So it makes sense. But that's it. Cool. That's what we got. Um, anything else you want to say before we uh, do our closing ceremonies, dude? Nope. I feel like we're going away forever, but we won't. But No, just uh, we'll, know, we'll be back for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we will be. For sure. Sure, 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 sure. And I'll be away during the holidays, but. Yeah. Well, everybody will be. Yeah, good point. It is what it is. So, thanks for tuning in The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Pops on Twitter, and Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, and Plex. So, like us, share us, and tell your friends. Uh, teespring.com slash usualpodcast um, is a way to buy gear and support the show. audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. Um, is a 
another good way to support the show. And I'm going to put a plug out there. I read, I got the newest Brandon Sanderson book on Audible. Um, it's called Skyward. It was phenomenal. And also, don't forget the new George R. R. Martin book came out uh, talking about the origins of House Targaryen. Indeed. And uh, the best way, of course, to support the show is patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, give us a buck or more an episode and you are eligible to see our trailer times, uh, booper reels, early content, um, and anything else we throw out there. So Cool. All right, man. So we got to get out of here. But um, um, I, I just say, I've got a fever. Oh. And the only remedy is having more fun. Have a fun. And we'll see you all next week. Peace. On 151. 151. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody in the chat room. You're awesome and amazing.